Good morning and welcome to the Resound Interviews. It's my pleasure today to be speaking to Liz Weaver. Uh, so good morning Liz. Uh, I wonder if you could start off by just telling us a little bit about yourself. Good morning. I'm Leslie Weaver and I was born on uh, the 14th of February 1940 in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And at the age of eight, uh, I came with my adoptive parents to England. So Les, how did you first come to be involved with Resound? Involvement with uh, Resound goes back much further. I was first introduced to what was Soundwell Baptist Church yeah. in uh, when I was the age of nine. Wow. And so I've seen quite a development over the years. Uh, what was the Baptist Church mm. became Soundwell Christian Fellowship. This uh, became part of Bristol Christian Fellowship. And as the time went by, there was a need for our own fellowship, which was the way that uh, Resound came into being. I've been involved uh, in many different ways over the years. Uh, as a youngster, I and into my teens, I became uh, a Sunday school teacher, <laughs> uh, a pianist for the Sunday school, and uh, grew up and in my later teens was taught to play the pipe organ oh, wow. at Soundwell. And so I've been involved with quite a lot of music and uh, worship over all these years. Mm. I was part of a church plant that we did at Oldland. And uh, again, I was part of the worship team, along with people like um, Kathy and Stephen. <laughs> and uh, then things changed again and we moved into the Grange at Warmley, yeah. the school there, uh, as a collective of BCF. And from that, uh, then we became uh, Resound. For a while, I was involved uh, with the music group again, the worship team. Mm. And then over the past six or so years, Wendy and I have been involved uh, with uh, the food bank and Wendy involved with the soup run. And I should have mentioned, of course, Wendy is my wife <laughs> of some 30 plus years. Of course. And today, Wendy is our wonderful camera operator. Things change all the time. Unfortunately, um, I was first married uh, when I was 22 and had three children but unfortunately I went through a very harrowing and upsetting divorce after 18 years. Uh, I felt so um, rejected and uh, disappointed mm. and it was quite a harrowing experience for me. But I was so glad that I had so many loving people uh, that supported me 
during that difficult time. Uh, many I could mention, some past, some present, uh, but they have been such loyal and uh, loving friends over the years and still are. Uh, as I say, I have three children, uh, Sharon, the eldest, uh, Claire and Jonathan. And uh, now Wendy and I have two lovely girls, Rachel and Charlotte, mm. and their great husbands. And uh, I have six grandchildren, wow. uh, four boys, two girls, and Wendy and I have two grandchildren, uh, two girls, and a boy as grandchildren. So it's been quite an eventful an interesting life for me. <laughs> Fortunately, I've enjoyed very good health and um, when Wendy and I agreed to marry me, uh, she's always said it was because I was a good gardener. <laughs> and uh, we were, you know, we were due to go to Brunel Manor mm. this year and that would have been a lovely experience for us because when we went uh, there mm. in 1984 on April the 1st that was the day that I asked Wendy if she would marry me <laughs> oh, really? and I'm extremely glad that she agreed to that yeah. <laughs> and so I say later in the year we were married and uh, We've had a good life and do have a good life now. What more can I say about myself? Uh, I've had a good, healthy life. The only difficulty I have now is very impaired hearing, uh, which is not good. Thanks so much for sharing that. Um, I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit more about what life was like for you growing up. Going back to my uh, birth, as I say, I was born in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Mm. Uh, I've got a very mixed background. My mother was Ukrainian and my father was Scots-Canadian of Irish descent. Uh, I had my birth mother's surname Mm. of Nikephoric, and so when I was born, I was named Tommy Nikephoric. <laughs> uh, but at the age of 10 days old, mm. a English couple uh, adopted me or took me into care, and uh, 10 months later, they adopted me as their child. The reasons uh, why I was adopted, I've never really known, so I don't have any uh, background. That is, until recently, and that's a different story. <laughs> so uh, I grew up on a farm which was 30 miles west of Edmonton mm. and was there uh, for eight years until 
mum and dad decided that they would sell the farm and move back to be to England so that they could be near all their relatives. And you, um, you mentioned before about uh, being part of the worship team. Uh, have you always been musical? As a, a very young child, it was obvious that I had um, a liking for uh, music. Uh, I enjoyed singing and I enjoyed listening to music. And there was an elderly gentleman in the township called Pickardville that uh, was about a mile from the farm. And his name was Mr. Holly. Now, Mr. Holly had a piano. And if you can imagine how, um, if you have a cat, it will mm. sometimes brush against your legs almost to get attention. Mm. Well, this piano seemed to attract me to it, <laughs> and I would rub myself along it, along the sides, until Grandad, <laughs> as I was known to, be, uh, uh, to call him, Grandad mm. Holly would say, would you like to play? Well, of course I couldn't, mm. but I would sit at the piano and I would gently finger the notes, enjoying just the sound of... Uh, the tones that it gave. And so mum and dad recognising that maybe there was something about me which uh, could be developed over the years. Um, when we came to England, I uh, began to have some piano lessons. There was a lady in the area uh, called Ivy Wilcox known to many throughout the area, uh, a very good teacher, but I disliked her intensely. She was so strict on what she did. And I often cried when leaving the lessons. But uh, from that, uh, we moved into the Kingswood area, and I was introduced to another music teacher by the name of Madame Sparks Birchall. She was totally different. She was the sort of lady that she uh, would feed you brandy slap snaps while you were doing your lessons. She was a very kind and gentle lady, very much like a grandma. Uh, her husband was the organist at the local Holy Trinity Church. Mm. And uh, when uh, Madame Sparks would uh, ask me to play and vocalise uh, my uh, scales, instead of speaking, I would intone them. And she recognised again that I had a, a singing voice. So she asked me if I would sing for her husband. And which I did, and through that, I was invited to uh, join the Holy Trinity Church Choir. Mm. Uh, and with the agreement of Mum and Dad, I did so. I felt very grand in my black robe and white surplus. And uh, this went on for a year or so. But then Mum and Dad felt it was time that I should join them uh, permanently at Soundwell. Mm. And so that's uh, where my real connection 
with Sandwell took place. So evidently there's a connection between your singing and the church. Um, but at what point did you come to faith yourself? Coming to faith, uh, I would say, was a bit of a struggle because I knew that I should receive Jesus as my saviour. Uh, it came about because we had an evangelist come to Sandwell um, and uh, when he preached the gospel, uh, it was so clear that although I considered I was quite a well-behaved boy and didn't do anything particularly wrong, yeah. there was something missing in my life. The evangelist's name was Don Summers, and as I say, he was quite well known throughout the area. Mm. And I remember it was about May the 17th, and I knew that I should respond. But my initial thought was, I won't do this till tomorrow. So all next day, I kept trying to think of any reason why I wouldn't have to go. But my parents were going, and I had no option to join them. And at the end, when the call was made, I did respond. And I'm very glad, obviously, that I did. I wonder sometimes how life would have been if I hadn't at that time. Sure. Uh, the effect it had on me, I was euphoric in a sense. I seemed to walk floating in, in the air <laughs> for a while. Then uh, eventually, one, as one does, one comes down to earth. Mm. And, uh, but it was, it was good because we had a young pastor uh, who was very encouraging and very helpful, uh, good people uh, who encouraged you in your Christian faith. And as teenagers, people like Maureen and Stuart, her husband, who were leaders of youth groups, mm. uh, were a great use and a great benefit to us as teenagers. And what difference did that make for you in your life? The difference it's made, I think, is more empathetic with people. Mm. With the th difficulties I've known, being through a divorce uh, and coming through that has made me more empathetic with people who are having marriage difficulties. Uh, I've become, I feel, more caring mm. of people over the years, uh, more concerned about others than myself. And, as I say, caring. Mm. Uh, really, I've had, apart from the those odd occasions, I've had a very, what I would call, easy life. I've had childish in, uh, illnesses. Mm. Uh, at the age of 10, I had meningitis. Wow. Fortunately, I didn't up, end up uh, disabled or yeah. losing any limbs through it. 
but that was a very worrying time, particularly for my parents. Um, but yes, I, I've had a, a relatively easy life. And I'm glad to say that being a Christian, I feel, has made me more sympathetic, mm. more caring. Uh, I don't know what else I can say about that. <laughs> That's fine, thank you. Have there been any times in your life uh, where you found it particularly hard to hold on to your faith? Um, or on the other hand, times where you felt particularly close to God? I don't know that it's been hard to hold on to my faith. Mm. I think maybe as a teenager there were times when I felt maybe there was more to life than I had and <laughs> there were attractions, mm. but they weren't strong enough to draw me away. But the times that I felt closer than ever to God was during that difficult time of the divorce. Mm. And there were times that, uh, then that I felt I really heard from God uh, almost in a vocal way. There was one time I was alone in my house and I felt so angry that all this was happening. And sitting alone in my lounge, uh, I was crying and I became angry and I practically shouted to God and said, I don't understand you. You should be making things better, not allowing things to get worse. And it was though God was sat in a chair opposite me and quietly said, and this was quite audible to me, Liz, I don't want you to understand me. I want you to trust me. Hmm. And suddenly, that really hit me. Hmm. I felt, yes, that's what I had to do. In whatever was going on, the awfulness of what I was going through, the answer was simply to trust him. Hmm. And... Uh, then there was another time I just felt that I'd messed up my life so very badly. And God spoke again and said, I understand. And I felt that it suddenly, it didn't matter that if I felt deserted and unloved. Above all, God was the one who loved me. And if no one else did, that was the only thing that I needed. Uh, it's so good to be reminded of that our needs really can be that simple. I wonder, if, just to finish, uh, Les, is there anything that we as a church can be praying for you? Well, as I say, my hearing has deteriorated quite a lot over the past year or so, mm. uh, or the last months. And... Uh, that I would very much like healing for that. But my main concern is, like so many, uh, we have members of our family uh, who we would call prodigals. Mm. They've grown up um, in the Christian faith. Uh, they've witnessed our lives. 
but for reasons best known to them, they've wandered away. Uh, that's the children. Um, that's other relatives uh, in the family who seem to not recognize that they have any need of Jesus in their lives. And mm. um, one in particular, though he seems to recognize it, um, he seems to reject the idea. Mm. And this is the thing that most concerns us. Thank you so much, Les, for sharing. Uh, it's been amazing to hear your testimony and uh, to be reminded again that God really is all we need. So thank you for your openness and for your candour. Um, and thank you all for listening.